Hey, this is H1. We're going to be running it back with another episode talking about chess knowledge, chess wisdom, and chess understanding. Today, we're going to be talking about practical tips that you can adhere by after you listen to this episode. So, I already did part one of this, which I will be reviewing, and then we're going to go into part two, and I'm going to give you some more tips because I was just thinking today, oh snap, this could be like a five-part thing right here. This could, I could help a lot of people out with skipping a lot of um, experiences that I had to work hard through, and so that other people could be like, oh snap, I'm a stronger player now. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. And let's get straight into it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, let's get started. And before we get started, I wanted to review some things that I talked about in the first part, which I talked about. I got my outline. <laughs> it's crazy just looking at old nostalgic things. But anyway, I talked about when you're winning, what to do, because a lot of people don't know how to win winning positions. And it's hard to, especially when you have a lot of variations to go down. And I explained how to just do the simplest one. <laughs> and some other stuff too. You would have to go over that first part again. But anyway, and then next, I went over when you're down on time, get into positions that are easier for you, went more in depth into that. Depending on the time control, you don't have to be precise on every single move. And I still stand by that today. And then the last two things I went over is develop your mind to play certain positions normally. And you need to control nervousness in normal positions. And I just gave a lot of pretty decent tips in that. But today, I want to go over three things. And the first thing I want to go over is activity, activity, activity. And I know a lot of players are sick of like people saying this. But if you're not focused on activity during the chess game, you're going to lose very fast and you're not going to improve. For example, like when I used to teach back in my I, I still teach now but when I used to teach a lot more back in the day there would be a lot of kids and even a lot of my private students that were like high schoolers growing up things of that nature they would move pawns instead of developing a piece when you're in the opening you should be able to just just throw down the moves very quickly it shouldn't take you more than five minutes to throw down all your moves especially in the opening where it's repetitive so here's the thing when you're playing fast time controls in chess, all you should be thinking about is activity. Where can I put my piece where it has better quality? Like, is my piece doing a good job right there in that spot? Or would it be doing a better job in a different spot? Like, do, I, do my bishop really need to be on that diagonal? Or can my bishop be on that diagonal targeting a queen or a king? Think of that, things of that nature. You got to be in the right mindset to put your pieces where they need to be um, put so that you can have a better position so that you can overwhelm your opponent 
make sure that they do a, a blunder so that you can take advantage of their weakness and get into a winning position and win the game. That's the mindset that you have to have. But if you're not thinking of activity, especially in the beginning, you're going to forget about it. So here's the thing. I used to have this problem, especially playing faster time controls and especially when I started playing um, bullet games. So when I started out playing bullet games, I just used to think to myself, okay, activity, activity, activity. And I used to say it silently in my head so I don't forget. And when I kept that in mind, I started thinking of better moves because I was like, okay, I'm, th I'm still reciting activity in my head. I was like, all right, if I'm thinking of activity, then that night definitely needs to be at a better spot. Let me reorganize where that night is. Nothing is going on right now. Um, my opponent doesn't really have any good threats, captures, or checks. So I can still reorganize my pieces to be at better spots. Maybe I want to attack. Like, what do I need to attack? Okay, if I'm attacking right over there, then my pieces need to be hopping over there. All right? And if I'm trying to have a kingside attack, then my pieces need to be on the direction of attacking my opponent's king things of that nature that that's what you should be thinking about your pieces should be going towards your main goal your main purpose of the position if you have a position where your pawn chain is targeting your opponent's king then your pieces need to be on that exact same path all right so activity is really important gary kasparov used to think of the three words to evaluate a position space quality and um What's the other one? Space quality. Um, space quality and activity. And no, quality is activity. Dang it, I forgot the other one. But he used to think of three simple words that kept him on track on like what he was trying to do. And those were and those three words he followed by throughout his whole career. Like, because once you get better, once you get stronger, you don't have to think about king safety all the time. You don't have to think about center control all the time. That should just be um, ingrained already in your head. That should be muscle memory. But you do need to think about, like, your pawn structure, your um, what are your pieces doing, the quality, how much space you're controlling. Okay, so those are the three things. Quality, space, and time. Because time is really important, too. And when you have more activity than your opponent, then you can... Um, you're, um, you're just gonna, you're going to have more time if you have more quality. That's what I'm trying to get at. So that's, that's one of the tips that I wanted to bring out. The second tip is speed. And what I mean by speed is doing your moves faster. And I want to get you at a fast pace on calculating like it shouldn't take you more than five minutes to figure out the best move of a position actually it should just take you five minutes especially if you're playing a classical game um, and you're in a hypercritical position only you should be taking that right you shouldn't be taking five whole minutes on your first move or you shouldn't be taking five minutes even on a move that is five moves in or even seven moves in but when you're taking a lot of time, it should definitely be at a critical moment where if you don't do the right move, then you could lose the game and it's going to change the whole atmosphere of the position. How you can get faster at those times is by doing chess puzzles and not just doing regular chess puzzles like online and just um, solving puzzles at any time period, things of that nature. 
This is what I need you to do if you're trying to get faster. You need to put a, a time limit on the chest puzzles that you're doing. If you're under 1600, and I think I talked about this before, but if you're under 1600, you should be taking no more than like 30 seconds on each chest puzzle. If it's taking you more than 30 seconds on a chest puzzle, then you need to go faster. And you need to train that like muscle in your brain too to go faster. It's mostly about patterns in chess. And what's the difference between a great player, a, a really strong player, and a weak player is that the strong player has more patterns. They know more patterns than you do. For example, like, like let's say you and another person knows how to do a Rubik's Cube. The, the person that has more experience in the Rubik's Cube know more patterns than you. And you're missing a few patterns. You're missing a few algorithms to even complete the Rubik's Cube. So that's what I'm saying. You need to know a lot more patterns so that you can do puzzles a lot faster. And you need to start like forcing yourself to go faster. And the only way to force yourself to go faster is by timing yourself. And if you don't reach the time and you get disappointed, you know, just go through the solution. Don't don't stress about it. It's fine. It's cool. It's all a part of the process. You should only be worried if you're not catching the patterns exactly. And like, I don't know if it takes you a year and you're not improving at all, then yeah. Just have fun in chess. You know, <laughs> it's fine. You know, listen to the podcast still. Don't be like that. <laughs> But anyway, the last thing I wanted to talk about, which is a good practical tip, is that when you get to a certain point, especially if you're trying to get better at chess, you start going to chess tournaments. And I used to be like this, too. And I played other players that was like this. I remember when I was young and I would play a lot of beginners that used to do the four move checkmate on me. And so you probably already know where I'm heading. There are some openings that you need to just throw away if they're giving you a bad result and the four move checkmate is one of those openings even though that's that is a real opening that um, high level players play sometimes sometimes like one percent of the time you're gonna find some grandmaster that played it before and magnus carlson i've I seen him play for fun only chess.org but that isn't a real opening that you should be learning like, it's not a powerhouse opening like the Queen's Gambit decline or the Queen's Gambit um, opening or the um, or the Catalan or a Roy Lopez or the Berlin or the Italian game. Those playing openings like the Hippopotamus or the Dragon Variation or the Poison Pond Sicilian Defense. You got to stare away from those openings because they're not solid and they're not practical. Especially once you start facing tougher opponents. And you know what's going to make you even mad? Is that your opponent is going to know how to beat you in those openings. And they're going to know a lot more theory than you. Especially in those sharp openings like this. I remember when I was trying to learn the Sicilian defense points upon. And if you don't know what that opening is. It's very sharp. And you do one wrong move. Then you're done so. You're done. You might as well just cut it. Um, just just lose the game and <laughs> just resign because most of your opponents will know especially if they're veteran Sicilian players and I was trying to learn this opening and then I realized why am I trying to learn this stupid opening that's not giving me any wins I haven't won in this opening yet usually when I play a new opening I, I win some but none that's crazy 
So you just have to be careful with the openings that you are seeking out to improve in. Don't. Why would you put all your efforts into a dubious opening? And how do you know what a dubious opening is, H1? Well, you know what a dubious opening is when you're looking at high-level chess and they don't play those openings at all. And they don't play those type of openings for a reason. For example, Fabiola Caruana wanted to play the Benoni defense for a long time. I think it was like a couple years ago. He was trying to play the Benoni defense. But then he realized the other players around them avoided the Benoni defense, which is an easy opening to avoid. And so what happened was Fabiano Caruana was like, I'm not going to put effort into playing the Benoni defense anymore if none of the Grandmasters want to even challenge me on this opening that I practiced so hard in. So, yeah, um, there's just certain openings and they might be fun. And it might be a gambit that you love doing, but you have to throw it away if you're trying to get better at chess. You got to cut it off now in the early stages so you're not wasting time and you can get your rating. You can start getting paid off of going to tournaments, things of that nature. If you're trying to be competitive. Now, if you're just trying to have fun, then do whatever you want. You know, play the Evans Gambit. I I mean, there's nothing wrong with the Evans Gambit, actually. Let me not put that out there. Play um, the Frums Gambit or what's another dubious Gambit? Play the Leviathan Gambit if you're just trying to have fun. But if you're trying to get serious, get more wins, get your rating up, train your brain, um, actually be competition for stronger players, then you have to cut those openings off and start playing real chess pretty much. All right. Hopefully these tips, <laughs> these tips, hopefully these tips helped you out. <laughs> Let's get to the next segment. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. I do appreciate doing this podcast. So if you want to stay notified, please follow the podcast. You're probably wondering what happened last week. H1, why wasn't you here? Well, I was on vacation. I was enjoying life because you should be a workaholic. So I went to Colorado, had fun with my family, and it was pretty good. Now I can come back to chess with a whole new energy that you haven't seen before. I got a blog. I'm on YouTube. I'm live streaming on TikTok. I'm doing a lot of stuff right now. And I put out a chess course. Actually, um, the, the 28th, I put out a chess course. I launched it. It's a beginner chess course. And I put out classes that you can attend. Um, I think it's like $50 a month that you can attend. And I will teach you personally twice a week. So if you want to get better at chess, you can join that too. Remember, I'm a busy guy and this is a one-man team. I got you. Stay up. 
keep on reaching after your goals, everybody who needs that encouragement, and I will see you next time. Pizza! <laughs> Pizza! <laughs> what was that? I meant to say peas, but pizza, I, I'm, I must be hungry. <laughs> <laughs>